tonight, see, tonight is a night, it's a special, it's a different night. Here's somebody say, it's a different night. It's a different night. Bow your heads, I want to pray. Come on, everybody in the room, even if you don't pray, just join us. Your head bowed, we got closed. Nobody moving around. How many of you guys believe God's in the room tonight? Because I believe it. Something that wrecked me on Sunday. Come on, every head bowed, back close. Something that wrecked me on Sunday. Um, and it's a truth we know, but when it's said, some, sometimes you can know something, but something, when it's reminded to you, when it's brought back to you, it just, you go deeper in it. God's omniscient, right? He's omnipotent. Just in his nature, he's everywhere. Somebody say everywhere. He's everywhere. But because he's everywhere, it doesn't mean he's manifesting everywhere. So basically, uh, that kind of backs up this verse in the Bible that God, he, he's kind of searching for true and honest worshipers. Because he doesn't just unfold his presence to anybody. He, he doesn't just manifest in any environment. He, he, he seems to, to walk into doors that you open for him. That seems to be his nature. It, is that he's a gentleman. And that he won't push on you, but he actually goes as far as you want him to go. So yes, he's everywhere, but is he manifesting? No, he's not. Because he, see, watch this. This is why worship is important. He inhabits in the praises of his people. So he's there, but he steps in the room when people are desperate. When people have a yearning, a calling, a, 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 some type of yielding in their mind, in their heart. This is your moment to yield. This is your moment. And I know I, we didn't have church last week. It felt like a long week. So I'm going to preach tonight. Every head by every eye closed. God, we love you so much. You're in the room. You're speaking, God. We invite you into this place. Have your way, Lord. Have your way. Have your way. We love you. We love you. Speak to somebody tonight. In your name we pray. Come on, somebody shout amen tonight. Come on, if you love Jesus, can you give a little praise? Come on, a little praise break. A little praise break. I called the sermon, I know there's more in you. I know there's more in you. I know there's more in you. Not because someone told me, but because God told you. Not even because God told me about you. No, God told you there's more in you. And I came here to remind you there's more in you. Some of you guys are at the edge of giving up. Some, some, of, you guys, some of you guys think you're at your max capacity. I'm telling you tonight, there's more. There's more in you. It's not over. There's so much more God wants to do in your life. Don't settle. Don't get comfortable. Don't be affected by people walking out on you. Listen, there's more in you. There's so much more God wants to do in you. There's God wants to do so, like so much in your life. You guys here tonight? He has an amazing plan for you. He, like His plans for you, eyes haven't seen, ears haven't heard. I mean, it's like this abundant, fruitful, freedom life He has for you. And, and sometimes we begin to, to forfeit when things don't look right. 800,000 people this year committed suicide worldwide. It looks over, so they, 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 they pull the plug. It looks like it's over. It looks like it's the end. But can I tell you, that's 800,000 lies that they deserve to leave this world, that, 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 they're, that they're not worth it, that someone doesn't love them. But if they only knew that there is a God that already has love over them. I can imagine the families 
of victims of suicide say, man, there was so much more in him. There was so much more in her. She had no idea that she had no idea what was coming if she just waited one more month. She just stood faithful in church. If she just stood desperate for God. What would have, what would have happened if he just kept going? What would have happened if he just stood consistent? The Holy Spirit's doing something right now. I'm telling you, there's more in you. I'm telling you, there's more in you. There's more in you. It's not over. It's not over. I'm crying so much, y'all. Stop. Haggai, chapter 1, verses. So we got a trip. You take a week off church. This is what happened, man. Verse 1. I love this. In the second year of King Darius, on the first day of the sixth month, look how specific the Bible is. Like, people who hate on the Bible, we're so, it's so specific. Nothing in the Bible has archaeologically been disproven. Do you know that? Everything in the Bible is proven archaeologically, geographically, mathematically. That's why there's numbers. There's smart people who are a part of the Bible, the Bible being created. Do you understand that? Look, on the, in the second year of King Darius, King Darius was a real king. He lived in, in, in modern-day Europe. You guys with me tonight? So on the second year of King Darius, on the first day of the sixth month, the word of the Lord came through the prophet Haggai to Serubabel, son of, I mean, like, you know what I'm saying? You know it's like legit when it's like son of him and cousin of this and the sister, auntie, cousin. Yeah, that's her. And to Joshua, son of Josedag. I, I don't know what Josedag. You let me know you know what Josedag. A hot, uh, uh. Of the high priest. I was like, no. Uh, this is what the Lord Almighty says. You guys with me? So, so we got all this like, proof. These people say the time has not yet come to rebuild the Lord's house. So much going on right here. Let's keep going though. So, so, so then the word of the Lord uh, came uh, through the prophet Haggai. You guys with me? Here's the word of the Lord. This is, this is God's. Is it a time for yourselves to be living in your paneled houses, right? So is it a time for you to put the panels up around the house? Dorian, we got to defend our homes. Yo, people were OD. You, you see a house OD. I'm like, come on, bro. Titanium around your garage. Come on, dude. You guys remember Smart House from Disney? That's the best house to be in in a hurricane. I'll tell you that much. And if you don't know that movie, get out of here. I'm playing. I'm not playing. Okay, is it a time for yourselves to be living in your guarded, paneled houses while this house remains a ruin? My house, my temple, this place of worship, you're building your homes, you forgot to build mine. Wow, this house remains. Now, this is what the Lord Almighty says. Give careful thought to your ways. You plant much, but harvest little. You eat, but you never have enough. This is the, so, so he's breaking it down now. He's breaking it. You see the difference in, 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 in the literature. He says, wait, wait. So, so he asks a question. So you're going to build your house and leave mine? Okay. So this is what your life looks like when you do that. Give careful thought to your ways because you plant much, you're doing a lot, but ain't nothing happening. That's what happens when you do that. You eat, but you never have enough. Uh, you drink, but you're, you're never filled. Keep going. You put on clothes, but you're not warm. You earn wages only to put them in a purse with holes in it. That's what the Lord, what the Lord says. Give careful thought to your ways. 
Here he goes again, give careful thought. And then this is where he wants you to go up into the mountains and bring down timber and build my house. Watch this, so that I may take pleasure in it and be honored. Isn't that so funny that God really wants to use you so that he can be worshiped? God really wants to use you. That's a promise. Some of you guys are like, ooh, that kind of hurts. That's a promise. That's an opportunity. Yeah. Like, if you're that person, like, oh, man, I get caught up sometimes building my own life instead of God's, like, my real life that extends past eternity. You know, you with me, y'all? Like, am I going to build the physical me or the spiritual me? Like, we get so caught up building the wrong house sometimes, right? Like, all the focus going on everything in this world, forgetting there's another one. And, and God's like, okay, there's people doing that, but, but, but I want you to just think about what's going. Because here's the thing. Give careful thought. Verse 8, go to the mountains, right? So go. Do something. Do something. Do, someone say, do something. Tonight's about action, yo. Tonight's about action. And you're going to see that in a little bit. But he says, go up and bring down timber and build my house so that I may take pleasure in it and be honored. He says, make me something so I can feel good. Like, just set something up. I'll step in and I'll change everything that's going on in that place. But just build my house that I may be honored, that I may be worshipped, and I will sit amongst your worship and your praise. You see, my house being built, as much as it's bringing me glory, I'm using you to bring, my, to bring me glory. Because here's what's funny, who's building the house? God chooses you. Broken vessels, hurting people. He uses anybody to build this house. He uses anybody to build this house. Anybody. So he says, give careful thought to your ways. So I could just take rest in your worship. So I could just hang out with you. So I could just sit in and kind of change some things in your heart. Verse 9, you expected much, but see it. It turned out to be little. What you brought home, I blew away. Why? Declares the Lord. Because of my house, which remains a ruin, while each of you is busy with your own house. Why am I so encouraged about this verse? It's because God gives a commandment to build his house. He doesn't give like a recommendation. He doesn't say, build your house, and when you got time, just start building a church. When you got time, when you're comfortable. Hey, when it's the perfect moment, when you feel great, when life's, when your house is just really built and everything's all right and you solved it, I want you to then step in. No, no, he says, he says, no, build my house. You refocus on your house, build my house that I can step in. That's a promise. Can I get an amen? Because I can build my house and still be full of fear. I can build my house and still be all jacked up because if my house is not on the rock. One storm, and it can probably all go away. My mind, my heart, everything just drops with the wind. But if my house is founded on the rock, if my trust and my faith is in Jesus, I build his house, he will build my house. When I build his house, he builds my house. So, so, so some, of us, some of us who don't know the word take that very statement and go, that's why when you're Christian, you're supposed to get a mansion. <laughs> that's why when you're a Christian, you're supposed to succeed because as you build his house, he builds your house. No, no, no. I, I, your house may not even come in this world, but I promise you it'll come in the next one. 
all that reward you're waiting for, it may not come in a paycheck. But can I tell you, there's streets of gold, the place we are headed. And I wish somebody in here was a witness. What's a paycheck on earth to streets of gold? New heavens, new earth. Build my house, I'll build yours. I came to remind you there's more in you because God said there is. There's more in you because God said there is. You're so busy building your house. It's not a matter of can you build your house and build God's house. That's probably why some of us are like stressed. It's not a matter of that. No, I'm going to build God's house and then he'll build my house. Pastor, I can't give more to the church. Yes, you can. He says build my house and I'll step into it. I'll be honored. I'll be pleased. And I'll do things that you can never do on your own. Build my house and watch what I'll do. I love when the Bible tests us, right? Like, you see, you see that a few times. Like, test me in this, that I, will, I won't bless you more than you can handle. Just, just give to me. Sacrifice. Let me in. There's more in you. Pastor, I can't give more to God. Yes, you can. God's commanding you to. He told you to do it, so he'll back you up. Yes, you can. Pastor, I can't do it. Pastor, I can't give more of myself. Pastor, I can't do more for the kingdom. I can't create anymore. I can't produce anymore. I stopped dreaming. I only have the ability to see past another season. I can't do it no more. It's over, Pastor. No one values me. No one loves me. No one celebrates me. I can't do it. Yes, you can, because God is commanding you. And if he told you to do it, he will lead you through it. If he told you to do it, he'll back you up. Pastor, I'm wasting time in the church. That is a lie of the enemy. You may not see immediate fruit here, but God has your back. God has your back. Someone said there's more than you. There's more in you. Someone say there's more in you. Like, if you like Marvel movies, do you remember the first movie they dropped that like after the credits there was a scene? I remember the first time that happened to me. Someone's like, yo, wait after this credits because there's gonna be a scene. I'm like, you liar. sitting there. People start leaving. You're like, see, people leaving. Like, wait, just wait. Alright. All the credits go by. And the more credits go by, the, the, the song changes. You're like, yo, they changed it. Like, we're hearing a whole playlist right now. So it's credits and credits. And I'm like, yo, they lie, bro. They got me out of way to the credits, man, bro. I was like, yo. And out of nowhere, I saw like Iron Man. I was like, oh! Everybody left. <laughs> this is crazy. I was like, I was like, oh, put a bootleg. No, I'm like, <laughs> no, I'm not gonna do that. I'm not that type of guy, right? I'd rather experience it. It ended. And I get a text from my boy. He's like, yo, there's one more scene. I'm like, what are you talking about? That was crazy. We wait for the end, end credit. You guys know what I'm talking about? Like the end, end credit, like. So the people leave after that one. I'm like, but there's one more. <laughs> the second one goes up. Nobody here. And you thought, you thought people walking out on you thought that it was gonna be, that was a sign it was gonna be over. You thought people walking out of your story, you thought that was the end of the movie. You, you, you thought because people walked out on you that this thing was over. It's not over. I remember, I remember every movie after that. I just chill. Like, the movie's about to end up like this. One more Seymour. And you see people leave you like, yo, you stupid, yo. 
<laughs> you ever feel like that? Like you're totally judging everybody. They don't know. They just don't know. Stay one time, yo. You'll always stay. People walking out on you is not a reflection of your future. It's a reflection of their vision. People hurting you, that's not a reflection of your future. That's a reflection of their vision. It's not over. When people talk bad about you, that's not really a reflection of who you are. You're not who people say you are. You're who God says you are. That's not true. It's just don't believe it. Don't believe it. Come on, if you're righteous between the side of God, come on, and amongst the brothers, you know, there's a confession of faith and repentance. Come on, y'all. We got to walk with this confidence with us that God is for us, not against us, and that he will build us while we build the house. That he will protect our house while we build the house. You guys with me tonight? And this, this hits me hard because I got a praying grandma who prayed my uncle through cancer. He had the worst cancer on the floor. All his friends passed away. They gave him a month to live. They gave him three wishes. Now they do one wish, make a wish. This kid was so bad. They gave him three wishes. He got a bike. He saw a wrestling match. My grandpa was Pentecostal the whole time. He was just like. <laughs> the third gift, he wanted to go to Disney. They flew my whole family. 11 brothers and sisters, my uncles and aunts, 11 flew them all out and the prophet who was preaching this Sunday he would actually go with them in chips flew them all out kids my 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 my, my, my uncle he's I mean he's he's buff now right he's he's but he's, he's a big boy watch out boy he was skinny like a twig while he had cancer he's running through Disney and he's picking them up in limos and people are just like just giving money to my grandma my grandma's like don't give me money God is gonna do something crazy in my son I'm praying don't give up on me. There's more to this kid. The doctor said he has a year to live at most, and he will not have kids. He will not grow healthy. He, they give a list of things that happen, and they're all gone. There's more in you. And this is with me, because i got to pray in grandma. And how many people were actually supposed to live? How many people were actually supposed to grow? How many people were actually supposed to strive? How many people were actually supposed to become a part of new birth? And I don't know what you're waiting for. How many people have already supposed to be in next steps? You're already supposed to be not in a small group, leading a small group. You're not supposed to just be hanging around, building your house and seeing what God's doing in his house. I'm telling you, there's more in you. Do not go to heaven with seeds and songs and sermons and conversations in your pocket leave earth empty I'm telling you there's more in you there's more in, I'm telling you you got to get that in your heart God wants to do so much he told you he commanded you to do it he said yo build my house what can I do can we ask that question tonight because I don't like church when they just give you a bunch of things to like think about what, what, what do you want me to do number one receive Jesus as your Lord and Savior if you haven't already what can I do? Okay, I know there's more for me. If you, don't, if you haven't made this prayer, listen, tonight there's more for you. Say yes to Jesus. Hebrews 11.6, can we just fly through these? Without faith, without faith, it's impossible to please him. 
For he who comes to God must believe that he is. He is. I love that. He is, comma. Like, what type of literature is that? They're trying to speak. Like, all, all those who believe that he just is. Like, he is who he says he is. Like, you got to just have this faith. Because without faith, it's impossible to please him. We got to believe that he is who he says he is. Because in the Bible, he says, listen, I am. They're like, what's your name? He's like, I am. I'm like, what? I am who I say. I am. And I am whoever you need me to be. That was low-key like a little Eminem song. You with me with that? chill because we just be rocking you know what I'm saying <laughs> someone say he is your God he is who he is trust him and that he is a rewarder of those who diligently seek him what can I do receive Jesus as a personal savior because without faith it's impossible to please him Romans 3 23 for all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God People who don't like surrendering to Jesus don't know that they're in this game that they'll never win. The only way you'll win is if you surrender. The only way you'll win is if you humble yourself. The only way you get that escape hell card is if you bow your knee, you bow your life and say, man, I've been building my house for so long. It's time to start building the house of God. This reality leads sinners to, 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 to yearn to be righteous. This reality, it changes the perspective of people from, from what am I doing to what am I loving? What am I supposed to do to who, who's the focus of my life? Because if I just have a focus, I know that I can run to it. But if I'm left to my own devices, I will end up in a scary story. Romans 10, 9. Receive Jesus as your Lord and Savior. That if you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart that God has raised him from the dead, you will be saved. It is that easy. It is that simple. But, but can I tell you that your faith in action is building the house of God? Number one, say yes to Jesus. I hope you do that tonight if you haven't. Number two, number two, what can I do? I'm giving it to y'all like taking notes at church. Number two, what can I do? Well, you can give financially and join a group. Pastor, I'm saved. I'm set free. Okay. Are you pouring into the house? Are you pouring? Are you, are you building the house brick by brick? Because if you save all of your finances for your house, if you save all of your treasures for your house, y'all with me? You save all the fun stuff for your house. I mean, if your friend said they loved you and they never did anything for you, you can be like, bro, you do a lot of this, dog. You know what I'm saying? Like, like if I go to your house, I know what you're about. Like, if you got, like, you know, like jerseys all, all right, you like sports, man, what's up? Cool. Go to your house, you got speakers and, like, music records. Oh, that's dope. But, but by what I see in your house, I can see what you're about. And if we keep all of our possessions, our treasures, our heart, in our house, that well will eventually run dry. But God has, like, the biggest bank in the universe. I'm sorry, he made banks. He made everything. He's in everything. He owns everything. So when you give to God, that's you understanding that. Do you get that tonight? When you understand he owns it all, that's why you give. People say, what's the trick about giving? Understanding that is not yours. Because everything belongs to God. Everything. Everything you have, everything you're a part of, everything you're doing belongs to God. Everything. And honestly, here's some, some, some of y'all faith in action is to start tithing to the house. 
and say, I'm not just going to build a house with my attendance. I'm going to build the house with my financial worship. And I'm going to say, God, you are more to me than just an experience. I'm going to back up my life with my actions and reveal to you, God, that my treasure isn't in my house. My treasure is in your house. Pastor, I'm saved. But I'm not tithing yet. Listen, just jump in. Bible just, you know, Jesus gives a percent. I love how he gives a percent because percents can work with different wages according to how he can do it, right? 10%. Pastor, I never tithe. I can't afford to tithe. Start at 3%. Can we do that? Start at 5%. Go to 8. We'll celebrate you the whole way. We'll walk with, just start somewhere. But just get in the habit of, of, of just, okay, God, I'm going to set this aside for you. You are, I mean, there's something special that happens when you tithe. When you give, it just reveals your heart to God and your heart for the house. Give financially this and join a group tonight. We're doing signups. I want you to join a small group. Join a small group. Amen. Somebody say give financially. It's a church in Canada. Uh, they had a bunch of business owners in the church. Their pastor tricked them all into like being crazy radical Christians. They sold all their possessions. They raised $1.5 million in a day. And they, uh, they, they, they financed a orphanage in Africa that's gonna heal close to 50,000 people in the next 50 years. I mean, that's like God in action. That's like people say, Acts 4, this is the church, Acts 4. This is why we do, we don't just, we don't just do stuff at church. This is what we do. We're gonna do, oh, I'm not gonna prune it. Acts 4, here we go. Go ahead, throw it up. This is the early church. This is what they did, right? So Acts, if you know Acts, and if you're there Sunday, Pentecostals, they love the book of Acts. That's when the Holy Spirit came down. They have Pentecost, right? So in the Acts, you have the early church, right? You have the early church. You guys with me tonight? How's this section doing? Y'all feeling good? What's up, little homie? How you doing, dog? You here? Let's go. It's my dog. You had the early church, right? They had the Holy Spirit. They were on fire. Come on, somebody. Healings. You know, you want to know what the early church did, right? They started selling their possessions and goods. They shared with anyone who was in need. That's what the church looked like. With one accord, they continued to meet daily in the temple courts and to break bread from house to house, sharing their meals with gladness and sincerity of heart, praising God and enjoying the favor of all the people. And the Lord added to the church, the Lord added to their number Daily, those who were being saved. Notice how the action of the church is like this whole idea of sacrifice. You guys with me? Selling their possessions. Yo, take my wagon, take my cattle, take my horse. We're going to build the house of God. Take it. My possessions, my goods. Man, you're in need. Oh, man, I can help you out, man. Stingy people who are Christians. Read the Bible. Like, let's really try to dive into the principle of the thing. Because when you look at Jesus' life, none of it is give me. Everything is I got you. Let me help you. I'm here for you. I don't even look like you. I don't even talk like you. We don't even know from the same neighborhood. But I love you. And I'm with you. You hurt, I hurt. You celebrate, I celebrate. Just because you don't look like me doesn't mean I can't, I, I can still love you. 
selling their possessions, giving to anyone who was in need, meeting daily in the temple courts, breaking bread, going house to house, talking, living, walking outside, going to restaurants. Y'all with me? Hanging. What you doing? Let's go hang out. Man, in the joy of the Lord. Let's have fun in the joy of the Lord. Man, let's, let's, let's push each other. Come on, let's, let's worship God together. Like, let's open our Bibles together. Come on, join a group, y'all. So the church did. And God added to their number, not weekly, not my daily. People were watching the believers out in the streets, just loving on people and being who God called them to be. And God would just bring the hurting. He'll bring the broken to be with people that understand his heart. Join a group. What can I do? Say yes to Jesus. Give financially. Join a group. Next, listen, be a member and an evangelist. Don't wear your membership as a badge of honor. It's supposed to be a symbol, a symbol of service. You're a member? That's not a badge of honor. It's a symbol of service. You're a servant. You're on the front line. That's why you can't just be a member. You need to be also an evangelist. Here's the next steps plug. I'll tell you again, next steps plug. Next steps plug. Go ahead. Next steps. September 21st, 9 a.m. That's the address. Shameless plug. Get involved. Can I get an amen tonight? Why, why becoming a member? Why, why being an evangelist? Jeremiah 17, verses 7 through 8. But blessed is the one who trusts in the Lord, whose confidence is in him. They will be like a tree planted by the water that sends out its roots by the stream. It does not fear when heat comes. Its leaves are always green. It has no worries in a year of drought and never, fe- never fails to bear fruit. This is one who trusts in the Lord. He's not afraid when, when dry seasons come because he's planted, like he's rooted, like he's so into this thing. And that needs to be a reflection of your life. To walk in peace. To walk and not like everything could be crumbling around you and you're still being built up. Like, how do you get to that place? Well, first, you got to trust the Lord. And as you trust the Lord, he will plant you into his house. I love this verse. It's an image of your life planted by the water. The water, it refreshes the plants. It gives it, it gives it just these nutrients. There's, there's a water it's connected to, right? So if it dries out, if there's no rain, right? If there's a drought, it's not that, oh, well, we're gonna all crumble because everything around us is crumbling. No, I'm connected to something bigger. Like I'm, I'm connected to this water that will never fail me. It will never let me down. It will never let me dry out. And I got, Pastor, I can't give because if I give, I'm gonna go broke. No, you will not go broke because if you sacrifice in the name of Jesus, he will back you up because he's not like the thing that are going on around you. He's this water. He's this river of mercy. And it's going to keep crashing over you. Pastor, can I keep? Yes, you can keep going. There's a river of mercy going over you. It's a river of blessing. Man, don't get so caught up building this life that you forget to invest in the next one. Don't get too caught up. I'm caught up. Here's the long view. Here's the long view. I don't, I don't think this is, I don't think this is, this is going to work anymore, God. I think this is the end of myself. I'm poor. I'm weak. I, I, I've been hurt too much. People let me down too much. 
this must be the end. Can I tell you that God is seeing your life in a different lens? It looks like it's over, but God has a different view. You guys, you guys with me? This is why the words of God are so important. Because when he speaks, he's speaking into your, into your today, but he's standing somewhere outside like in forever. So when he speaks to you, he's got a different perspective. He sees things that you can't see. So when you think it's over, God looks at you and he says, listen, there's more in you. It looks like it's bad, but it's not bad. Can I tell you, I'm doing something in your behalf. I got you. Do you trust me? Matthew 5. I love this. Come on, Sermon on the Mount. Blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are those who mourn. Why, Pastor? What? Blessed are those who mourn? For they will be comforted. You see that? Blessed are the meek, for they will inherit the earth. Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they will be filled. Blessed are the merciful, for they will be shown mercy. Blessed are the pure in heart, for they will see God. Blessed are the peacemakers, for they will be called children of God. Blessed are those who are persecuted because of righteousness, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are you when people insult you, when people persecute you, and falsely say all kinds of evil against you because of me. Rejoice! Be glad, because great is your reward in heaven. For in the same way, they persecuted the prophets who were before you. It looks like you're being beat up, pressed on every side. Can I tell you, in heaven, it looks a lot better. It looks like you're making way for God to do something great. Don't quit. And just try it out. Just try it out. Just try it out. So someone's like, Pastor, I've been coming to New Birth all the time. All you guys do is talk about next steps. All you guys do is talk about hope groups. All you, you never say anything new. Yeah, because we always have a lot of new people walking in. And not everyone knows, not everyone knows like the cultural vibes, right? Like the rules. Like this, you know, we do this, we don't do that. You know, we hear hello. <laughs> so we take time. Listen, we're, we're a growing church and all the glory goes to God. But we'd be foolish to preach to a congregation we don't have group right here needs to know, listen, there's a call to action. There's more in you.